Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to the last of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our gardens. Every couple of weeks or so we've been looking at a different bird, and for our last bird we'll be looking at the fantastic collared dove. Sitting on my patio or lying in my bed in the morning, listening to the neighbourhood collared doves coo-coo-coo-chewing away, it's hard for me to believe that they've only been living in Britain for the last 50 years or so. It doesn't stop me boring my wife and telling her this fact every time I hear one in a TV period drama she's trying to watch though. Originating in India, collared doves around the 16th century started advancing across Europe finally reaching France and Belgium in the early 1950s, and from there it was just a short flight across the channel to the UK. In August 1952, a strange dove was spotted feeding in a chicken run near Manton in Lincolnshire. Reg May, a local postman and keen ornithologist, saw this bird. That later was described as the first collared dove to set foot in British soil. Next, a pioneering pair bred in Cromer in Norfolk in 1955, and their descendants have been going strong ever since, and have become an ever-present part of the UK garden scenery and soundtrack. In most town or villages, you're probably never more than a few hundred metres away from a collared dove or two. Collared doves are almost always seen in pairs, or small flocks, You're often seeing them perched together on telephone wires, chimneys, roof ridges and TV aerials, which has given rise to something of a modern folk name for this little bird. In Germany, the collared dove's name actually translates to television dove because it's so often seen sitting on television aerials. Collared dove partnerships last a lifetime. When one flies off, the other usually flaps after it with a goal-like coo call and they frequently indulge in intimate billing, cooing and mutual preening to reinforce the pair bond. When a male wants to show off to a female, he claps his wings and takes off, rises steeply into the air, then he glides down again on fanned wings and tail to land beside her and then bows deeply. Many collared doves base themselves in gardens where everything they need is available, year-round cover for roosting and nesting, supplied by evergreens and conifers, plus well-stock bird feeders and tables. It may not be a coincidence that the rise in collared doves paralleled the increase of the British public feeding garden birds. Although other environments will suit collared doves, it's a true suburban bird at heart and doing really rather well. When it became clear that collared doves were starting to prosper in the UK, its progress was monitored nervously to see what impact this invading bird will have on their native species, and happily it became clear that the collared dove has filled a gap in the market without evicting a native resident or regular winter or summer visitor. Until the collared dove turned up, there was no medium-sized grain-eating tree-nesting bird in Britain, so long may they stay. Familiarity can breed contempt though, or at least stop us seeing the beauty of a bird. The collared dove is an exquisite pastel blend of pinkish sandy browns and greys. They are much smaller than the wood pigeon and more delicately beautiful. They take their name from the black and white collar, finely outlined in white around the nape of the neck, that is present in both males and females. 
In flight, the white-tipped tail is especially noticeable, but the length of the tail in proportion to its body can make its flying silhouette look like that of a sparrowhawk, and sometimes other birds make the same mistake, giving alarm calls and dashing for cover. The scientific name of the collar dove is Streptopelia decaocto, the first part which comes from the Greek streptos, which means collar, and pelia, which means dove. The second part of the scientific name comes from the Latin deca, which means ten, and octo, which means eight. While the first part of the name is obvious, it is a dove and it does have a collar, the second part of its name seems a little odd. Why use a number? The number 18 actually refers to a myth recounted to Hungarian naturalist Frodowski, who named the bird. The myth relates to a maid who was servant to a hard-hearted mistress. The mistress gave the maid a very hard time and only paid her 18 pieces a year, a lowly sum and a poor recompense for such a hard-working girl. The maid prayed to the gods, asking them to make it known to the world how cruel her mistress was. Zeus answered her prayer, creating a dove whose song proclaims the lowly sum, Deca Octo. To my ear, the sound of a collared dove sounds nothing like Deca Octo. I cannot help hear a rather flat, United, the sound of a rather miserable football fan. Let's hear it again. Although collared doves have been recorded breeding in every month of the year, the core breeding season extends from mid-February to mid-October. Like other pigeons and doves, their nests are a rather simple construction, typically just a pathetic platform of sticks. These are collected by the male, but nest construction itself is actually carried out by the female. Most of the nests are placed in trees or shrubs, but some are placed on buildings, on ledges, in guttering, or tapped behind security lights and satellite dishes. Nesting attempts almost invariably involve just two eggs, although clutches of three eggs have been recorded, and single-egg clutches are more commonly reported towards the end of the breeding season. Both sexes share the incubation duties, the male incubating by day and the female by night. As parents, they're valiant in defending their eggs and chicks from nest robbers, chasing off magpies, which is something other birds would never dare to do. Like all pigeons and doves, these little beauties eat seed, seed and more seed, with a few berries and insects thrown in, and a few more seeds for good measure. 
If you want to attract coloured doves to your garden, then provide a good quality seed mix and use a ground feeder tray. On the flip side, they're very territorial and have been known to scare smaller birds away from feeding stations, which is why they can become unpopular with some humans who want to see all the birds getting their share. This territorial streak is thought to be linked to their high reproductive output. If you have this problem and want to make sure all the other smaller birds get their share, collared doves are not so keen on Peter and Paul vivid colour. Peter and Paul Bird Foods, the UK first wild bird seed mix made with no compromise. There's no other commercial mix available with the uncompromising quality of Peter and Paul free from wheat and fillers, and guaranteed to attract greater abundance and diversity of birds to your garden. Peter and Paul seed mix have been blended with Nutravio, a unique natural seed coating that's a digestible energy source, which inhibits bacterial growth. This can help birds from picking up common bugs, things like Salmonella and E. coli. Many other seed mix available contain filler seeds and other ingredients that many of their favourite garden birds just won't eat. As much as 60-70% of a bag of birdseed can contain these filler seeds and that end up uneaten and wasted on the ground where it's likely to rot, germinate or potentially attract garden pests like mice and rats. You won't find any of these filler seeds in a bag of Peter and Paul. Just getting back to collared doves. Although adult collared doves mainly stay put, young collared doves have been known to travel over 600 kilometres away from where they were born. These epic journeys, made all over Europe, tend to be in the northwest direction, reflecting the direction of the range expansion of the 20th century. While the story of the collar dove in Britain and Ireland has been one of a bird expanding its range and increasing in numbers, there is a suggestion from both the Big Garden Bird Watch and the Garden Bird Feeding Survey that things may be changing. Both surveys show a recent decline in collar dove population within gardens. This might be linked to a recent increase in wood pigeon populations, the more delicate collared dove losing out to its larger and more dominant cousin. However, it's also possible it's linked to an outbreak of a horrible disease, Dryptomonosis, which affects all other garden birds, but may be having a larger impact on collared doves. All the more reason to feed them the best quality food you can, and that'd be Peter and Bull. For more information regarding Peter and Paul Wild Bird Foods, please check out the Peter and Paul website at www.peter-and-paul.com or pop into one of our wonderful Pets Corner stores. And the nearest store to you can be found at the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk. Well that's it from me and the series. I hope you've enjoyed it. I will be looking to do another series in the future, so I look forward to speaking to you soon.